Well, good afternoon and welcome once again to the Magic Time Podcast. This is our first off-season edition. I'm Scott Squires and very pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Moncton Magic, Joe Salerno. How you doing, Joe? I'm, I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? Happy belated birthday, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I celebrated yesterday, got to hang out with some family and friends, so it was really nice. So thanks for that. Another year older and I'm still above ground, so that's a good thing. Well, it's only been, what, about about 36 years? 37? You know, that's why you're my favorite. <laughs> and, yeah, let's go with that for sure. <laughs> and uh, before we get into uh, the nuts and bolts uh, of the podcast uh, from a team perspective, uh, how are things been with you since last we spoke, just shortly after the end of the season, uh, in terms of uh, all of the family things with your uh, lovely wife and two kids? Uh, it's, it's been good. It's, it's been great, actually. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a busy time of year. Uh, you know, both of our, our children are pretty heavily into, uh, into athletics. Um, you know, Camden was, was finishing spring basketball and, and, uh, he was taking some tennis lessons and now he just started baseball. He actually has his first baseball game tonight, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. And, uh, Alex, uh, started soccer last night and, she was also taking some tennis lessons, so it's been busy. It's been really busy, but certainly, uh, certainly great. You know, being able to spend a good amount of time at home, um, you know, over the last month or so. So, uh, no complaints from me at all. Well, that's nice, and I, I see your uh, family exploits via social media update, and certainly uh, your two little ones are, are keeping you hopping. Yeah, they are. It's been, it's, uh, sometimes it feels like I'm almost as as busy as I am, uh, during the regular season. Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm just so thrilled that, you know, they're both so active and and ambitious and really want to try new things. And, uh, but it's certainly keeping myself and Darcy busy and, um, we're running around with our our heads cut off quite a bit and that's all right. It's, It's good times. And uh, before we move on, I would re- be remiss if I didn't ask you about your folks, your mom and dad. How are they doing? Uh, they're doing well. You know, they're, they're doing really well. I'm actually we're uh, we're going to be headed down to to visit them uh, for a couple of days here in early July. Um, you know, my my father is certainly already knee deep in the off season, you know, <laughs> news and and uh, you know he wanted a full report from the the couple of uh, scouting events I've been to already. So. He's, uh, he's as excited as always. Well, I know that he is, and uh, looking forward to getting to see him once again once the season gets underway. Okay, let's get right into it. You mentioned uh, some of the off-season stuff, some of the camps and things that you've been going to. I know that it's been a whirlwind, but what's been going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I've, I've only uh, I've only been to one uh, exposure camp so far in, in the States. Most of those take place in the latter parts of, uh, of the summer, but uh, I was in uh, Houston, Texas, uh, the last weekend of May uh, at uh, the McNeil Sports Basketball Summit, and uh, I was actually coaching uh, at that event, so I was given a team of, uh, of eight players that were there for the Exposure Combine, which, which is really great. You know, you really get a hands-on experience with some guys that you're potentially interested in, and you get to, you know, see how they react to certain situations you put them in, and um, but it was, it was a good trip. There was about 70 players there and uh, a lot of division one prospects and, um, you know, a lot of young players that are, that are looking to start the professional career. So, 
Um, you know, Houston was good. You know, I left with, with, with two names, you know, two players that we have some interest in. And, you know, once you get home from an event like that with a couple players of interest, you kind of start the vetting process and, and the research, um, you know, contacting former coaches of theirs, speaking with their agents, you know, speaking directly with the players and just kind of opening up a lot of communication with them. Um, so, so certainly that was exciting. Um, and actually last weekend I was, uh, I was doing some scouting in the Maritimes actually, uh, Prince Edward Island, Courtside sneakers holds a, uh, a pro-am, uh, cash prize tournament that draws an awful lot of players out of the woodwork, including a lot of NBL players. Um, so I was over in Charlottetown and, and, uh, you know, spent the weekend over there watching the, the pro-am tournament and a couple magic players of note participated, uh, Terry Thomas and, uh, Anthony Anderson, you know, as well as some former players, Marquise Clayton and Terrell Baines. Uh, they were all playing in the event, so it was great seeing them and, and catching up with them. Yeah, I think I saw on social media, didn't that uh, group and, and their team actually win uh, the championship or whatever division they were in? Yeah, they did. They they, they won the uh, the pro division, the competitive division, uh, which, again, I think it was a $5,000 cash prize. And, um I mean, that, that team was pretty loaded. You know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they had, you know, obviously Terry, Blay, and Marquise, and, and Terrell, and, and then a lot of other NBL Canada players, Tyler Scott and um, Chris Johnson, Brad States. Um, it was a it was a, a pretty loaded team for, for sure. And uh, But they, they, they came in there and they did what they came to do, and that was win that tournament. So it was fun. It was fun to watch those guys play together. Well, you and I talk uh, during the regular season just how much the role of not only the head coach but what you do on the player side of things with the organization is a 12-month-a-year thing. And, you know, we were talking just at the end of the season that you might have a week or so just to kind of decompress and then you get right back into it. And I know that fans were really wondering about what was going to be coming next and they know that the big thing on the calendar in terms of the offseason was the, the naming of the protected lists of all the different teams around the NBL. I believe the deadline for that was June 15th. And, uh, Coach, uh, the protected lists for all the teams were released via the NBL Canada website. And uh, we see the Moncton Magic protected list. Now, there was a change to that, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But initially, the protected list of signed players that came out, Corey Allman, Jason Caliste, Terry Thomas, Juan Patillo, Denzel Taylor, and Marvell Waith. Now, before we get to a significant move that was made recently, what goes in to deciding who's going to be on the protected list and, and what names are going to be there? Yeah, uh, you know, actually quite a bit goes into it. Um, I think sometimes, I think there's a, there's a misconception about the protected list. I think a lot of times fans see that list and they just automatically assume, you know, those were the only seven players we want to see back in a Magic uniform and, and that certainly isn't the case. Um, you know, an awful lot of kind of thought goes into that, that list. Um, you know, everything from players' performance over the course of the year to, you know, how they, how they meshed with the organization and, and kind of what our, our values were uh, to the exit interviews, you know, what players expressed interest in returning and, you know, what players maybe were contemplating retirement. Um, so, you know, a lot went into it. And, um you know, every player on that protected list certainly had specific reasons as to, to why they were on it. Um, 
you know, and but it, but it certainly wasn't just necessarily, you know, the the seven best players or the seven best statistic, you know, players. Um, there, was, there was an awful lot more that went into it. And seeing that list, it, it kind of made me smile when I saw a couple of names in particular. I mean, happy to see everybody on that list, but two guys in particular, Al Stewart and Corey Allman. And the reason I say that is talking to these guys – especially early on at the beginning of last season, they were kind of joking around that, you know, we were kind of looking at retirement, but then this Moncton magic thing came along and the coach is great. The staff is great. The owners are great. You guys, you know, got me thinking about maybe not hanging up the sneakers from a pro level, so to speak. What was it like when you talked to those guys in the off season and, and started having those talks about, you know, Hey, you guys interested in coming back? You know, do you want to, do you want to push it another year? What were those conversations like, Coach? Well, you know, a lot, a lot of that conversation really took place, um, you know, maybe the last couple weeks of the season. You know, you want to kind of start getting a feel for, for what guys are thinking and, and kind of what their experience has been with the Magic this year. Um, and then, of course, the, the kind of meat and potatoes really took place during the exit interviews. You know, when, when you're talking to players specifically about what their future plans are, you know, what their feeling is about potentially coming back to the Magic and things of that nature, what their experience was here. Um, you know, Corey, Corey, without a doubt, is, you know, one of our, our kind of, oh, I don't know how to, how to put it. He's, he's one of the most important guys I think we could get back. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just how well he fits into to this organization and, and what we want to be about. Um, you know, and that's just being professional and, uh, and, and Corey just has that written all over him, you know, not to mention the output he had on the court first this year. And, you know, in my opinion, Corey is, is the best shooter this, this league has, and maybe this league has ever seen, um, those guys are hard to find. <laughs> so, so when you find them, you're really going to try to hold on to them, you know, and, and, uh, I've had some great conversations with Corey actually over the last few days and, Actually, we should congratulate him. He, he just had the uh, the birth of his second child. He had a, a baby boy named uh, Cameron Tyrone Almond uh, just a couple days ago. I spoke to Corey today, and they're actually they were scheduled to leave the hospital today to, to head home for the first time. So, congratulations to him. But um, yeah, Corey's a guy we just would love to have back. And and you know, he was probably he was probably you know the first or second name on that list. You know, without even thinking about it. Um, Al Stewart, you know, again, fits the mold, fits the kind of magic mold, what we're trying to build here as far as his character and, and uh, how he handles himself. I, I do believe Al is contemplating retirement. Uh, he's still contemplating. You know, to be honest here, I think right now he's probably leaning towards retirement. Um, but we knew that if Al Stewart decided to play again, we needed to have a spot for him. And, um, you know, that was something we were sure of. So making sure we had a spot for him on that list and protecting his rights uh, was certainly of importance, you know, to our team. I might have to make a trip down to Chicago and, and hang out with Johnny. He's one of uh, Al's favorite spots there. I don't know, the, the amount of humor and comedy that he brought off the court, I think I'd miss that too much if he retired. So I might have to make a special recruiting trip down, Coach, FYI. <laughs> well, you should. You know, I, I went there last summer uh, to Chicago, and 
and Al and I met up and, and went out to breakfast. We we didn't go to Johnny's. We probably should have. Uh, um, and I've seen on his Instagram, he's been there a few times already this summer. So uh, <laughs> I, I certainly need to check it out myself. So that brings us to, uh, I mentioned the names that were on the protected list that was released initially by the team and by the league. But then uh, huge news just the last uh, day or so, the protected rights for Marvell Waith. Uh, you swung a trade with the London Lightning, and they sent back the protected rights for Doug Herring Jr., who by all accounts, yours included, is one of the key performers in this league and certainly at playoff time. <clears throat> what kind of precipitated you wanting to make that move, Coach? Well, I mean, I don't know many coaches who, who wouldn't want the opportunity to, to potentially – signed Doug Herring Jr. Um, yeah, I, I've known Doug for, for a long time. And, and, you know, Doug actually spent, uh, he spent a month with me in China uh, a few years back playing, playing over there. And um, he's just, he's a competitor and, and he knows what it takes to win. You know, you're talking about a guy who has, has been the starting point guard on, you know, a team that's won the championship the last two years in a row in this league. And, and just played a major, major role, um, you know, in, in winning those titles. And you talk about, you know, Corey Allman, a guy who can really shoot it. Those guys are hard to find. Well, it might be even harder to find, you know, players that are in their prime. I believe Doug is in his plain prime right now that are coming off back-to-back league championships where, you know, arguably he was the finals MVP this year. Um, you know, Garrett Williamson, uh, I believe, deserved it as well. But uh, he was just phenomenal. And, and he just knows what it takes to win, and he knows what it takes to win in this league. So, you know, we didn't hesitate at all on, on, on pulling that trigger and, um, you know, picking up the rights to Doug Heron. I know that that was certainly a move that had uh, all of the fans buzzing and very excited and you always hope for the best, but a couple of the comments in one form or another, but were, you know, Magic really going for it. Magic want the championship. Magic making moves to get to the next level. When you talk about a guy like a Doug Herring, listen, it's a team game, right? And you need everybody rowing the boat the same way. But when you make a move like Doug Herring for a guy, as you've stated, has been a starting point guard for championship teams, what kind of message does that send? Not only to the rest of the league, Coach, but to your inner team, to the to the group in that locker room. Well, I mean, I I think it, it certainly sends the message that, you know, yeah, we, we are we are going to make every move that we can that that's going to put our our team in a better position to to win a championship next year. And, um, you know, I mean, that was it was kind of a strategic move, you know, in protecting Marvell Wade. We I certainly felt that there was going to be a lot of teams interested in him and certainly in Ontario, you know, where he's from. And, and he's certainly a player of a lot of value in this league. Um, I knew there was going to be potential to get a very good player in return for Marvell, um, which, which came to fruition. You know, it, it, it all came, it, it worked out and it worked out very quickly. So I think it just, it just shows people we're, we're going to be aggressive this off season. Uh, we're going to look to improve our roster uh, every way, shape, form that we can. Um, and, you know, our, our goal is to 
is to be better than than we were this past season. It's to to come closer to to winning a title uh, in this league and, and winning the title uh, and bringing it back to the city of Moncton. And on that note, Coach, we've talked about the players on the protected list. Of course, so much more work to do and, and hard to know what the final roster will look like until opening night. But you've got the protected list. You know the players that you're talking to and that you want to look at. The Doug Herring move has been made. But now that you've had a little bit of time, a little bit of separation from the end of the season in that uh, series against the Hurricanes till now, as you've had time to reflect and look at it and talk about it with your other coaches, with the team management, what do you think really, Coach, were a couple of key ingredients that were just missing that will help put you guys over the top next season? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really important stuff to, to do. I mean, that's important things to, you know, come to an understanding of, of where you did come up short. And, you know, that's going to sway you in, in the direction you need to go this summer and, and you know, what you need to pursue to, to get over that hump next year. Um, you know, Halifax has, has won this division the last three or four years. Uh, certainly all roads lead through Halifax to, to get to that, you know, NBL final through this division. Um, so, you know, we took a very good look at, at, at Halifax's roster and, you know, how we stacked up to it. Everything from, you know, statistically, the style of play in which we played and, and to, you know, physical size of players and age of players. And, and I mean, we just really kind of broke down, you know, their roster. And, and um, you know, now we, we have we, – we, I feel like we have an understanding of, of what it's going to take to beat that roster, um, to, to beat that team. And, and now we have to go out and, and try to find the, the players that will fill those holes, that, that will put us in that position to, to win the Atlantic Division next year and, and go to an NBL Finals. But, uh, you know, the Halifax series, it, it was tough. I, I ter- certainly thought, uh, you know, we, we lacked size, we lacked physicality. Um, you know, it even really opened my eyes a bit to, to the style of play where – we were much more of a perimeter-orientated team. Um, you know, Halifax w- was much more kind of ground and pound and, and, and got higher percentage shots inside the paint, and they had the players to, to do that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to learn from that. We're trying to learn from, you know, teams uh, that are doing well, London and Halifax, and, uh, you know, use that as a benchmark and, and, and look to improve our roster and, and um, you know, again, try to put ourselves in a position to win this division. Of course, you're going to be looking at all kinds of options and all kinds of ways to improve this team across the board. We know about the potential pieces that you're going to have in place. The Doug Herring move from a point guard situation has been made. But you just referenced some of that presence and size in the middle as as a key as well for the Moncton Magic. What's one or two priorities that you want to identify as type of player or style of player that you'd really like to see you add before opening day? I think no, no doubt we, we have to get physically bigger all the way across the board on, on our roster. We, you know, I thought we had one of the smallest backcourts uh, in the league. You know, when you look at Al Stewart, you know, Anthony Anderson, Corey Allman, even Jason Calise, you know, Terry Thomas playing the small forward position, you know, most of the year at only six foot four, um, you know, we, we were very small and, and even our front court, you know, Denzel Taylor, playing undersized all season long. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly looking to get to get bigger, longer, more athletic uh, without question. Um, 
you know, I think we're also looking to get uh, younger. Is something we're certainly, you know, we're we're trying to get a little younger to potentially put together a core group of players, you know, that could be here for the next two to three years. Um, where this year we certainly had some players that were contemplating retirement following the season and, and things of that nature. So, you know, those are two things we're, we're trying to identify, uh, as well as just being that interior scoring, you know, that we certainly added with Juan Patillo the last quarter of the season. We, we need to have that from the, the start of the season uh, and have just more of a well-rounded, you know, kind of offensive threat uh, inside and out where so much of us, you know, we were, we were in a perimeter outside scoring threat team. And, Coach, there's no question that you had some fantastic Canadian content, two names that jump out, obviously, Denzel Taylor. Uh, Dave Tingley was very happy, I'm sure, that uh, Denzel was on the protected list. Dave, the uh, head of the Denzel Taylor fan club. Of course, Terry Thomas, what can you say about him? Are there any other Canadians that you're looking at that you're hoping to bring to the team uh, that you might be able to – Maybe not give us a name, but, you know, maybe give us a little bit inside information on a, another Canadian, some more Canadian content that you're looking at. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, you should also, you know, Jason Calise was another guy who, as a Canadian, yes. was just very good in the role that, that we asked him to play this year. Um, you know, I mean, for us, I, I did think we had, we had very good Canadians. Um, you know, obviously Terry Thomas being a first team, you know, all-league all-star you know, every team in the league should should want a guy like Terry. Um, Denzel Taylor is somebody we, we certainly uh, are looking to re-sign for for next season. You know, without a doubt. And you know, and, and then we're we're we're, we're looking, um, you know, just to to always improve your Canadian content. I mean, the deeper you are with the Canadians on your team, just the better off your roster is going to be. Um, so so we're certainly kind of kind of beating the bushes for, for Canadian talent, as I'm sure every team is. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the summer turns up, um, you know, and who we can bring to training camp uh, on that Canadian content side of things. Nothing gets fans excited and talking like off-season potential moves, rumored moves, and every other kind of move you can think. Something else that gets fans fired up is when something comes to the forefront that could potentially affect the team that they're cheering for. And, of course, uh, a recent announcement from the City Council in Moncton regarding the Moncton Coliseum and some changes there, making it less about a sports venue and more about a a venue where there can be uh, big conventions and things of that nature. And as we do this podcast live today on June 20th, uh, some uncertainty as to where the Moncton Magic are going to play their home games. And I know that, you know, you may not be on the inside of those conversations or have any definitive answers, but what can you add to this conversation? Because right now, a lot of talk and a lot of things really running rampant uh, amongst the fan base wondering what's going to happen. Yeah, no, uh, it certainly is. And, and you know, I, I will say this, it, it it really does, you know, kind of kind of pull at those strings a little bit, you know, when you see <clears throat> how supportive and, and kind of concerned your fan base is, um, we have such great fans here, loyal fans that, that, you know, are so excited after what was a, a, a pretty successful first season uh, for the magic. They just want to see this organization continue to grow and continue to improve. Um, and, and they just have such passion about that, you know, so that, 
even though it's it's a bit of a you know kind of a hot subject right now um it, it really is kind of you know inspiring to see how how supportive your your fans are um you know as far as the the venue itself and in city council you know you are right i'm i'm certainly not on the inside track of that you know that really doesn't kind of fall under my umbrella you know i'm i'm extremely busy with 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 player potential signings and things of that nature you know, but I, but I can say, obviously, I think we were very shocked, uh, you know, as an organization that, um, you know, this unanimous vote from city council to kind of convert the Coliseum into more of an event-based center uh, rather than a, a large sporting venue. Um, so it certainly was by surprise. I think, you know, we had um, a lot of intentions to continue to play at the, the Moncton Coliseum, you know, in the coming season. So it, it will certainly be interesting, you know, to see what, what happens. I mean, I, I do know <clears throat> that, that our leadership and our management and our ownership, you know, I'm, I'm, will do everything they can to, to put us in a, in a good position for next season. And, um, you know, certainly to look for a, a venue and, and an atmosphere that will be enticing to our fans. And, and um, you know, so I'm, I'm, we're hard at work at it right now. And, um I certainly would would expect some some more news, you know, in in the coming weeks. I'm sure. So, you know, myself, like a lot of other people, I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, waiting to see what what happens with all of this. But uh, I can assure you this, you know, this organization, like I said, we we just want the best for our team and, and the best for our fans, and and um, you know that that's what we're we're pursuing. Well, and I'll echo that. Having gotten to know uh, all of the people behind this organization from an ownership level, a promotions level, an operation standpoint. Uh, when I did read that news and saw the reaction coming out, the one thing that kind of gave me a little sense of calm is knowing what you're talking about. Just that the group behind this team and running it will do everything in their power to ensure that this team, the organization, the players, the coaching staff, the fans are all set up for the best position. But again, coach, We'll look forward to talking to you more about that as the summer progresses. And I guess the good news is, is that we still got a few months to, <laughs> to work it all out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, I mean, it's it, things are, are, are going to work out, you know, one way or the other. And um, we're, we're, we're very excited about, about this team. And we're very excited about – you know, what we accomplished and what we learned in, in the first season, you know, with the magic and, and certainly looking to build off all of that and, and only make improvements uh, on the entire magic experience, you know, moving forward. So, um, you know, it's, it, it is an exciting time and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what all transpires. Something else talk about an exciting time and how busy you are. Something really cool going on this summer. You've got a number of different uh, coaching clinics, elite clinics going on. What can you tell us about those, and uh, what can uh, fans and participants expect? Yeah, well, I mean, first we, we have our you know our large uh, youth basketball camp, uh, which is being offered uh, in the middle of July. That camp is actually sold out. It's completely sold out. Uh, we will have 55 campers uh, for the week which is taking place at Crandall University. Uh, myself, uh, Mitch Rowley, you know, from our coaching staff, uh, a couple of different Magic players, including Denzel Taylor, uh, will, will be at the event as well as some other local area coaches. So really exciting, exciting time. And, 
you know, I always look forward to kind of spending a full week in the gym with, with youth players. And, you know, at this level, you know, a lot of guys, they, they, they have some fundamentals down, you know, Corey Allman knows how to shoot a jump shot. And uh, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of fun to get back to kind of teaching the real basics and, and, and having some fun and, and seeing the excitement uh, with the kids. So really looking forward to that week. You know, that, that's July uh, 23rd uh, at Crandall, and uh, it's going to be exciting. And then we're actually just kind of introducing uh, Magic Elite, which is a series of, of weekend clinics, you know, offered to high school-age players uh, throughout the greater Moncton area. And, um, you know, these are two-day clinics that are very skill-specific or, or basketball concept-specific, you know, that we'll be covering over the course of two days. And it's, it's really kind of meant to be more directed towards that competitive player who, who's really looking to kind of advance their game. Um, and to go along with those weekend clinics, we're offering coaching clinics, which, you know, is open to all area coaches. You know, it gives them an opportunity to have a two-hour clinic on, again, specific things. Maybe it's, you know, defending pick and roll or maybe it's a certain type of offense and just have them in a very intimate setting with, with myself, um, you know, trying to kind of share some, some of my knowledge and, and things that I've uh, used in the past. And, you know, coaches, coaches are the greatest thieves in the world. You know, they, they really are. You, you're always looking to steal an idea or steal a concept or an offense or a, a set play from another coach. This is how you get your, your new ideas. Then you kind of implement it into your system. So uh, I'm really just hoping to give some, some area coaches, some new ideas, some insights. Um, all those sessions come along with like a, a chalk talk and an X's and O's segment, a question and answer segment. And then also coaches have the option to attend one of the player uh, sessions that same day uh, to kind of see me implement some of that stuff on the floor uh, live in action with players. So really kind of a cool idea. We, we you know, we didn't think there was anything like that offered uh, in the Moncton area, um, you know, so, so hoping it kind of picks up and, and it takes off. Well, it's really cool. And the, uh, the dates for the player clinic and coaches clinic, uh, there's uh, sessions June 23rd, 24th, July 21st, 22nd, and August 18th, 19th. We're just going to about – to wrap up with you here, Coach, but you're doing these clinics, you're doing these camps. You know, last week you and, and some of the members of the organization were part of a, a blood drive with Canadian Blood Services for National Blood Donor Week. How satisfying is it for you to be able to take that time and to be able to, I mean, the old adage is to give back, but what does that make you feel like and how much do you enjoy your role as being able to go out and to give back? at these different things, whether it's clinics or camps or, or blood drives? I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it a, a lot, you know, this spring and summer, you know, last year, you know, at this time, it was a little up in the air as to, to where I would be and, and where my family would be. And, um, you know, so it's really nice to, to be settled in here, you know, spending the, the early part of the summer and, and, and living here in Moncton, it's making me kind of feel like more part of the community where, you know, as last year moving, moving in the early fall and then kind of getting right into the season, I didn't have a lot of time to do that. So it's been great to kind of be on the community and meet an awful lot of people. And, um, you know, like I said, just, just kind of settle in and, um, you know, get prepared for next season as well as continue to kind of grow, grow the magic throughout Moncton. Um, so no, I, I'm 
thoroughly uh, enjoying it. Now, given your timeline of, of when you ended up coming to uh, the greater Moncton area, uh, have you had a chance, because summer is coming, I think, based on the temperature, but I, I'm pretty sure it's coming, but have your kids dragged you out yet, you and Darcy, have you had the Magic Mountain water experience yet, the water park, the wave pool, all that? You know what, we did last summer. Uh, we, we moved here, I think, I think the end of July. And, uh, okay. We had, pro- we had probably only been here about 10 days before we, we had to go to the zoo and the water park. So, no, I got to experience both of those last summer. You know, the kids had a great time, and, and uh, they're certainly waiting for the, the weather to warm up here a little bit, as, I, as am I, uh, looking for, for some better golfing weather. Um, but, no, yeah, we, we checked it out, Magic, uh, Magic Mountain, last summer, and kids had a blast. Uh, it, it was a great time. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be back uh, at some point this summer. Kind of a good fit, isn't it? Magic Mountain, the Moncton Magic. I think there's some cross-promotional ideas there. I think there's a lot of a lot of things to be had for sure. I I, I definitely think there is. Listen, Coach, uh, before we let you go, I know we you know we talked about uh, the uh, the camps that are coming up in the clinic, but from a team perspective in terms of your role what's the next big thing on your calendar in terms of recruitment or meetings or attending any kind of combines or anything like that what's the next big thing on your calendar yeah it's it's, it's becoming pretty busy um you know constant communication right now with with guys on our protected list and uh guys that we we definitely want to bring back you know we're, we're certainly looking to get some of those guys under contract you know very soon uh, to be able to have some some news for our fans and it kind of you know get our you know kind of foundation in place uh, before you head out and, and look to add a lot of other pieces this summer. So you know really busy there. You know really inside scoop here. You know we're we're really working a lot with Corey Allman right now. Uh, he's certainly a priority for us to to try to sign and and get under wraps. Um, obviously you know the Doug Heron trade you know, is, is pretty big and it's, it's pretty big for this organization. So uh, we certainly want to be communicating with Doug here and, and uh, seeing what maybe we can work out as far as getting him signed for next season. And then, you know, it's, it's uh, off to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is, is the next stop. Um, you know, this summer I'll be heading out there on uh, on July 6th and uh, I'll be there for, I think, I think six days, five or six days where again, you'll see, you know, over a thousand players during that time. So, you know, having a much better idea of exactly what I'm looking for based on what's returning uh, is the priority in, in the next two weeks. And, um, and then, you know, then trying to find some, some new talent. Well, listen, coach, uh, it was great to have a chat with you. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've missed you. I've missed their chats. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, it's always fun to get on here with you. I was kind of wondering. I was kind of waiting. I'm like, hey, when when's this next Magic podcast? I'm checking the calendar. I'm like, you know, what's what's the holdup here? But uh, certainly glad we got to get on the the line today, Scott, and and look forward to uh, doing it again soon. Well, uh, listen, uh, so good to be able to chat with you and to catch up on all the news. And I never like to wish my time away, but I can't tell you how excited I am to get back in the gym and get back on the mic calling uh, season two of the Moncton Magic. Uh, We're going to do this again uh, real soon. There certainly won't be as big a gap between this one and the next one. 
as the summer rolls along. You know there'll be lots of news, and we'll get back on with you, catch up on player news, team news, and a little family news as well, if you don't mind. No, of course. I always have plenty of it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt at all. Listen, Coach, all the best to you, and to say hello to your lovely family. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks a lot, Scott. No problem, Coach. Thank you. That's head coach Joe Salerno of the Moncton Magic. Thanks to Coach for coming on board today and bringing us up to speed in some of the off-season happenings with the Moncton Magic. Lots going on. So remember to follow me on Spreaker, my firm foundation media podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter. It's Scott underscore FFM. Also on Facebook, Firm Foundation Media. You can always find links to the podcast right there. Until next time, friends, this has been the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.